guys and welcome back to another episode of the nursing handover and you have your favorite girls you've got me joey and the lovely diane my favorite co-host for another yeah. episode i hope you guys are all enjoying this lovely sweltering weather God. and keeping it cute somehow lady yeah. guys how are you yeah. well i'm hot <laughs> Pardon me. Hot, just come off the night shift. I feel like I'm always coming off night shift, but I love nights, so there you go. Um, do you know what? I'm all right. I think it's just trying to deal with keeping cool yeah. and getting rest where possible. I've actually napped before this episode, so I'm going to be on top form today. And I hope you and everyone Usually I'm, I'm running on the Holy Spirit <laughs> and not. <laughs> What happened? I don't know how you're doing this. Have you slept well? No, do you know what it is? Like I know, like I was saying, like I've had enough sleep this time. But you know, normally when I record, I'm running on no sleep or I don't know I'm how does this. Things. I would so, put sleep. Today I'm ready. Like I'm I've got the energy to go. Good. But no, this heat, as lovely as it is, I can't lie, like bring me a bit of breeze, a bit of cold air. Like I want to be able to sleep. Yes, if you're if you're listening from another country at the moment, um, in the UK we're experiencing a very very strong heat wave. Temperatures I think have reached thirty seven this week, and today they're about thirty four. Tomorrow will be thirty three. Um, as you probably know or don't know, we're not built for sun. Not at all. You think the UK is built for sun? You must be having England, a laugh. England heat. England heat is a different kind of heat. Like it's unbearable heat and we don't have houses that are equipped for it so if you look come from america you guys have aircon and you know your houses are probably made of wood and stuff so they're quite light so it's built for extreme heat but we're not so as you can imagine it struggles to eat in terms of sleep in terms of work in terms of just everyday life honestly and we're, be- we're begging for rain i think everyone's begging for rain now mate rain will make it worse times like this it'll end up being like hot rain no, you need it to cool down. Oh, I just want, I can't lie, I want autumn to come. Oh, God like, forbid. Autumn no. is like my favourite my favorite type of weather. Autumn and spring. I don't like being cold. Mm-mm. I don't like being no, cold. But it's not cold. You know, like when it's getting towards summer and it's like, it's got a breeze, but the weather's nice. You don't need a jacket. You can just chill. This is disgusting. Yeah, it's this fine. is. It doesn't come to me when it's snowing. No, because <laughs> people fall over. You can't even drive in snow. Boy, 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 boy. No, no, no snow. How's your 30 degrees, I'll be happy. That's enough for me. Girl, who are you killing? How's your week been so far? Yeah, girl. How's it been? So, well, today is only Tuesday, but you know. So, I mean, my working week started on Sunday. So I had a couple of good nights here, some sad patients, but we've made some really good strides with them. So I feel really happy Mm -hmm. about that. Um, This is my last week in my job, so I'm very excited. Congrats, congrats. The countdown has begun. I'm telling you, very excited. The Prosecco's in the fridge, ready to toast the end of this chapter. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, it's just, it's exciting. I think it's, ex- it's exciting. Not sad, actually. Maybe I should be more sad, but I'm not. No, enjoy but, it. Um, it might be bittersweet. Yeah, could be. It could be. But, yeah, I can't complain. I think, I think apart from heat, week's been fine. It's been all right. That's good. What about you? What about you? My week, well, working Monday to Friday, not for long. I'm going back to a as we all know. Um, oh, no. Mate, these last two days have been horrifically busy in the world of safeguarding. Like everything's kind of. But do you know what? When the sun's out, a lot of things happen. Oh no, a hundred percent. But like the wards manic, A and E's manic, everywhere is manic. Boy, no, it'll be fine. But by the end of the week, I would have dealt with all, all of them. But no, I think Love right now, one one percent. Now, I was saying, like, that's good in a sense that at least you know, as the week draws to a close, things will die down, things are under control. Oh, one way or another, they have to, like, 
this can't remain. We'll see what happens. You know, in the words of Burner Boy, you cannot come and kill yourself. Or you can say that again, and again, yeah. and again. But now it's all in the hood. But as we've seen, like, in the nursing world, things haven't been happening too great for us. Mate. <laughs> say something new. That is even new. That is just the same news recycled. Like, oh. Where do we begin? We've got a few things to talk about today. Where oh, yeah. do we begin? Oh, I think the one thing I, I basically brought up to Diane that I think something that's weighing quite heavily on my heart is if you follow a lot of social media, you would have seen that David Whiteley, aka Sideman All Day, he's a presenter on BBC One Extra, has resigned from his role due to what has been happening in the media with the presenter on BBC using the N-word. And quite a lot of the other nursing forums have also kind of mentioned this, like if this was to happen to us or happen to nurses, or to be honest, any profession, how would you handle it? As we've seen, he's handled it by just removing himself from it and saying he doesn't want to be part of an organisation that deems it as okay to use racial slurs. But like I said to Diane, if I'm being honest, I don't think I could have given up my job the way life is currently set up, as much as you would want to, like I'd probably go push and go to the end of the earth, but what am I going to do? Create a grievance against the person that said it and make life difficult for the both of us to work. I think it's quite difficult. Do you also, know what? how do you feel like, you know, your patients or your clients or service users, someone using this language towards you, like what do you do? I'm not going to lie. Personally, for me, if yeah. I'm in the workplace and a family member or a parent of one of my patients used a racial slur, I'm not looking after that patient again. And I would be adamant and say, I don't want to look after that patient again. And I think manager, I would be within my right to say that. What if your manager was like, oh, but you know, they're going through a traumatic time. Uh, no. If you're, even if you're going through a hard time, there's something called having manners and it's something called being socially aware and also yeah. knowing right from wrong, you know, because I can't turn around and call somebody you effing white this or I can't act out of character. I'm professional. Yeah. So I have to wear this mask of professionalism and look after your child. If I, if you've got a preconceived idea of me and you have projected that onto me in the workplace, not only have you made me uncomfortable, my feelings are going to affect the care I give in the sense that I'll give the best care, but in my mind, I know that this person, this parent, they don't like me. They don't have any positive feeling towards me. Yeah. To me, the, the cohesiveness of a parent and nurse working relationship is broken down instantly. Time. And I don't feel anybody should be subjected to work with a parent or a patient who has being bold enough to turn around and say something like that because to me that's bold it's very bold to say to say anything that you know is going to entice some kind of emotion is going to invoke fury and to me it's it when parents or patients do it knowing that you're in a position of profession of professional position they know you can't while out on them you can't go crazy on them you're at work yeah and to me, that's them taking advantage of a situation. That's them knowing that I'm in a bit different position than you are. I can do ABCD because you can't do anything to me. I'm the parent. I'm the one going through a hard time. They can hold on to so many other things yeah. in defense of their disgusting behavior. So in terms of if a patient or parent tell it to me, then no. I think that would be, for me, the drawing the line element of I don't want to cry for that patient. Yeah. Now, my question would be, how would management behave if yeah. you came to them with that theory? Obviously, we can't speak, we can't speak on them because we're not management, but I think it's just quite tricky because if it's a colleague, I feel like it can be dealt with at a, at a lower level if it's like a patient. If it's one of your colleagues, and that goes all the way to HR, that's going to get quite technical. Like, how do you deal with that? But at the same time, I almost feel like that's the reason why um, this presenter side man 
he's very courageous and he's very admirable in the sense that to be able to to walk away from a position knowing that that's your livelihood and if and that's kind of at risk of he's standing up for what he believes in and if i'm honest i think a lot of people would not take it as far as hr they would just sort it out amongst themselves and keep it pushing because it's like i don't want the stress of this i don't want the stress of that but really and truly i think that's where we go wrong because if you address something it won't happen again yeah you know but i kind of feel like something like that if it's swept under the carpet that nurse can do it again with someone else I just think it's difficult. And I think in our lines of work, it's quite... I just don't know what to... If I'm honest, I just don't know what to make of it. Like, I think it's... I think it's such a poor situation to have, ha- have happened to him, but I don't, dis- I don't dispute that it hasn't happened within the nursing profession or the mm. healthcare profession. It's just... It's not... Like a lot of things, it's just not as mainstream us to know. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting you say that because um, not even just the N-word being used, but there's certain things that you hear in your workplace or things that are said when you get certain patients in. And again, those are, you know, those are some things that you might find that as a, as a person of colour or a person of um, ethnic minority background, yeah. that you almost let slip under the carpet. Things that you, you hear in handover. Yeah, you pretend you know, like you haven't oh, heard it. Yeah. Things that you hear in handover of, oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, they're, they're really religious. They really pray over the baby like that. Oh, my God. Or things like, oh, yeah, that family, I like this. You know? Do you think people realise that they're making this? Because I don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, people. I don't want it to seem like, you know, it's like black to get to black or blacks against Asians like it happens to everyone but I think it's just something that we don't really we're not aware that it actually may trigger people for example like I have a lovely consultant who I'm really close with and for example she doesn't like the word be she's, she's black but she doesn't like the word black being used she'll say she's African Afro or African well not her she'll like she'll use another way say it like you'll never hear her say a white person she'll say Caucasian because you just don't want like that stereotype that negativity to be plastered Mm. everywhere but then is that something her Caucasian colleagues think about when they address anybody or anyone or is that something Asian yeah I just think it's quite difficult but I think people just don't realize how it can be perceived and that the way things are said actually can make people feel more uncomfortable than anything else I mean this topic has made me think about whistleblowing and it kind of makes me feel like that it's like if you hear something or see something how far are you willing to take it if you go to your manager and nothing is done how where do you go after that? Do you go further than that? Also, do you have courage to go further than that? Or, like, do you know yeah. who you can call on? Because, let's be honest, just like how I come to you, Diane, and you come to me, we can tell each other things. Whether we do them or yeah. not, it's a different question. Yes, exactly. But, like, what, what do we do? It's just so difficult. I think times like this, like, not even just down to the N-word being used, but other things that have been said, I think we just need to be very more aware that maybe upsetting people without even realising. For example, it's like calling all Asian people the P-word. I'm not going to physically say these words because I don't think it's appropriate. But yeah. Where do you draw the line? Like, don't get me wrong, you can have your friends that you make those jokes with. That's with your friends and you keep that between yourselves. I don't think it's something that should be utilised. And also, it should be something that, if you're uncomfortable with it being said, also your friends and whoever don't use it around you. Mm. I don't think it should be publicised and said, like, within live stream TV at, like, 10am. No. And I think... 
I think I think I think that is the issue as well is the fact that if a word like that can be used on a public scale in a well national scale yeah. and at a time a very peak time it, it gives it gives other people the the permission to use that word as freely yeah then it's like what what has all the things that we've done how has it benefited us when we're back to square one yeah and i think it's it's the same way as the workplace you have rules you have codes of conduct you have things you can and you can't do and i would i would expect in my workplace if anybody be a staff member be um a a patient a, a parent whatever used any kind of term against my race against me I would expect full support of the management team. I would expect that family to be apprehended instantly. Yeah. I, I would expect there to be serious consequences. But keyword, I expect. It's not saying I don't happen. know. But I don't know what would happen if it did happen. Also, how do you know you're not now going to be victimised? Because you've mentioned it, you're another problem. True. It's like with all let's like I don't want to drag things back into it, but like if you're if you're thinking about it, like a few weeks ago everyone was screaming, I'm gonna be an ally, I'm gonna be an ally. Sometimes these could be the same people who are say who are also saying these slurs. Yeah. It's like where do we go from where do we go now? I think the problem is if you have a big corporation like the BBC not editing out that word or not reprimanding that person for using that word, then you still have a very big problem. And those kind of problems, they filter out into smaller communities. They filter out into society. And yeah. in your workplace as a nurse, as a doctor, as an, an occupational therapist, as a speech and language therapist, anyone in the healthcare profession, you're meeting people of all walks of life all the time. You know, yeah. just I just think, where do you draw the line? When do you think it's enough? What happens next? Like, where do we draw the line? When do things stop being okay, and when are they okay? Yeah, I, I mean, go on, go on, go on. Like, do you think it's subjective that, you know, some people can make certain comments and they get away with it? Some can make certain comments and, you know, all hell breaks loose. I think it depends on the demographic. Yeah. Where, like, the clientele that you have, the people that you see. Also, like, if the workforce is reflective of the Mm -hmm. people that you look after, I think that's a very big thing. And I think, personally, for me, the trust that I've worked at, that's a very big issue. I don't yeah. feel like we are reflective enough of the people that we look after. Yeah. Um, which I also think is why they, you, they can be a struggle to understand certain cultures and certain mm-hmm. practices and ways of how they do certain things. Yeah. And it's then met with a judgment. Mm-hmm. And like, just to put it out there, of course, as a nurse, you're supposed to practice and be non-judgmental all the time, but people judge. Let's That's be honest, people judge all the time. So, you know, people judge, oh, that family this, that family that. And unfortunately, it does affect care in a sense that if someone's labelled difficult, everyone knows that they're difficult. If someone's labelled anxious, we all know that they're anxious. And then how they behave gets labelled under that tag. You know, like, correct me if I'm wrong, Gigi, like, that's how it is. And that's the reality. And the same as nurses. Certain nurses behave in a type of way and they're known like that. Like, we, I have nurses that I work with who are no-nonsense and everyone knows that they're no-nonsense. And so much... And I'm, I was saying that we have nurses that I work with who are labelled as no-nonsense and everyone knows that they don't take any rubbish, you know, they're very systematic, they like to do things in a type of way and that's them. Same way you have certain families who are labelled a type of way as well. And... I dare someone to come and tell me that's not true because it is. That's the fact. 
hundred percent. My question still stands, where do we go from here? What, in regards to what happened on the BBC in relation to nursing or in general? Both. Obviously, we can't speak for the whole country and the whole of the black community. What do you, like, where where do we go from here? If I'm honest, I just don't know, because I feel like this... Work so hard to get to a certain place, and things still keep happening. Obviously, things are never going to be perfect. You will, you will meet some situations like this, but I think on such a big scale. I mean, personally, for me, in the workplace or as a general principle, if you fall for everything, you stand for nothing. I think if there's something that happens and you don't like it, you have a duty to yourself to escalate it. Yeah as far as you can escalate it. Because if you just turn a blind eye and you just don't say anything all the time, it's going to keep happening. It will never stop. And it's very easy to complain amongst your friendship group or to your partner or to your mum or to your friend or to your sister. Very easy to do that, but you're not doing anything about it. Yeah. Especially when it's an issue that you know is ongoing. An issue that you know, if not addressed, can get worse. Or the wrong person we'll meet this one, and when yeah. this happens again, it's going to blow up. You, you know, know what, even saying that, it's just put into context, because it's not even like, we're just saying using racial slurs, it can even be like bullying. Like, people turn yeah. a blind eye to it all the time. You can, but you can see and you know that your colleague is going through it, but no one wants to say anything because they don't want to be the next victim. And, and that's, that's a problem. That's a big, big problem. And that's why I say, like, that people should people should be encouraged to speak up and speak out about everything and anything. Because nursing is a communicative role. Yeah. All the healthcare professionals all require communication. They're one of the six principles, one of the six things you need. Yeah. And then for us as nurses, is communication. So yeah. if you can't speak and you can't talk about things that are on your heart, you're doing yourself an injustice. You know, you're walking around with all of these feelings, all of these emotions, and you're not offloading them anyway. You're not doing anything with them. Yeah. And it will affect, and, and the honest truth is it will affect how you nurse. It is going to affect the care that you give. It's going to affect your mindset. You're going to come to work feeling a type of way yeah. and then having to put on this face or this mask to give care. But that's in the back of your mind always. No, you are so right. And just like you mentioned earlier, this is pretty much like whistleblowing. Yeah. Do people feel comfortable doing it? Which we know it's a big no. Whereas yeah. these are the times you should be supported by like your team and your union. How many people even like rely on their union? But I think people need to know that having a union is important and this is why you can have a union. And well, you should it's have okay. Union. You should. And it's okay to skip your manager and go to a union. Yeah. And some managers might listen to this and think, what the hell is she telling them? But honestly, I feel like if you don't feel you can talk to your manager, you need to talk to someone. Yeah, you can't continue to live like this. And if something has happened to you, or you've experienced something in the workplace and you don't feel comfortable, you need to tell someone, especially if you're, if you're, if you're a student, you're beginning your nursing journey, as well as if you've been in the in in the profession a long time and you you come across something that hurts your spirit, yeah, do something about it. Don't 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 just sit on it and harbour that feeling. So I mean, in terms of how far you're willing to go, I don't want to lose my job, but I also want to be respected. Yeah. So I feel like it's I should say something if something bothers me. I should speak up. I think the worry would, that I would have is how would the person I'm telling take what I'm saying? Yeah. And I thought, like, I'm thinking back to my own experiences. I wouldn't necessarily say this was, like, whistleblown or anything like that, but, like, I've had par- I've had run-ins with, this was, for example, it was a child that came into Amy, was really, really sick. And grandma, like my friends listening will remember this. Grandma was huffing and puffing and shouting at everyone. And she, she completely stopped me 
shouted at me and I said, fine, like, I'm going to walk out, like, I'm not going to take that. And then my own managers are like, why are you not looking after the child? And I was like, because grandma has just literally belittled me in front of everyone and I'm not going to take it. Yeah. But with that situation, that day, my nurse in charge went in, spoke to grandma, made it very clear what was incorrect and made her swap with mum. And that's a, and I think it comes comes down to who your team is and how they're going to fight for you. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's like, it would be really lovely to like. I guess we will probably have an episode about leadership yeah. and about the qualities and challenges that they face and things like that, because we're not managers, as we've said, but the core principles of just standing up for somebody when you know something is wrong. Yeah. is right do you know what i mean yeah that's pretty much that like one of the crucial things that you learn about being a nurse like you're an advocate for your colleagues and your patient yeah i know me personally i can't sit there and watch one of my colleagues being bullied or something or being abused by you know another staff member or a patient i'm sorry i'm not gonna let it happen i personally i i don't care about the repercussions i want my i want my colleague patient to feel safe where they are and know that someone is there looking out for them the same way that if I was in that position I would like someone else to have my back of course of course and quite rightly so because if you are a team there's no point in saying that we're a team and you stand by and allow something to happen yeah because what happens next we now start hearing stories about nurses committing suicide I don't yeah. want that. I want someone else's blood on my hand. When I know I could have I could have done something to help. Yeah, definitely. And I think again, like bringing it whole back, how far you're willing to go is do what you're comfortable with doing. Yeah. I think don't feel pressured to do more than you think you should do. But I think people should know there are different channels to go to. Mm-hmm. And I think it's difficult in certain areas because sometimes you don't always see the manager or they're not on the shop floor depending on the area that people work in or the dynamics could be very different in the team but I think there should always be a go-to senior person who can address and nip those issues in the bud ASAP. Yeah. You know? And part of the fact is as nurses the whole principle of being non-judgmental so therefore we should be allowed to nurse without being judged. Yeah ourselves you know we shouldn't have to we shouldn't we shouldn't have to have that worry of gosh that particular person thinks this of me they made that statement to me yeah and i, I honestly i don't feel like you sh- if anything did happen with a patient i don't i don't think as a nurse you should be forced to look after them again i don't think you should boy but i say this you should but i also know what can happen in real life as well mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, again, it just goes back to the question of how far do we go? We see it, we see it every day. Whether it's our colleagues, our own patients, or outside in the community. For example, if you saw someone getting beat up, how many people are really... Oh no, let me change my question. If you saw a man being beat up by a woman, how many people are actually going break to it, break it up? Not many. Mm. Same way, if the shoe's on the other foot, everyone goes running should be the same vim that we're going with yeah exactly bring the vim or don't come at all basically yeah you either keep it to yourself or, or don't yeah there's no point trying to split it in two like if it's not if you're not bringing the same energy don't mention mm. it you don't be prepared for what is what else is to come yes definitely but hey i feel like this is a topic it's a topic we can talk about for a is no we'll leave it out to you guys let us know how you're feeling about this because i i know it's just not me and diane that have thought about this or it's come it's come us or like more close to us for sure we can always talk about it again but no guys feel free to hit us up what do we have next but yeah so talking about us as always nurses um the the big elephant in the room bar the healthcare crisis going on 
is about you know the UK and the lack of pay rise for nurses. So as you know, I think we touched upon this a few episodes back. Yeah. About the outrage of when it was announced by Boris Johnson, the UK Prime Minister, he was giving pay rises to doctors, to teachers, and to police officers. But quite, um, how do I say it? He quite lovingly left us out. Now, of course, this sparked outrage because we've spent all of this time clapping for the NHS and putting all these measures in place to make sure that they can, we can give the best care to our patients without worrying about a lot of things. Mm. And a slap in the face from Boris and co was we're not going to give you any more money we've already given you a pay rise now in the uk there were nationwide protests i think in liverpool i think in birmingham also in london on the 8th of august petitioning for a 15 percent pay rise now protesting is a big thing for this year and i think if there's never been more of a chance for freedom of speech, I think this has been the year where everybody... Oh, 100%. Has said everything everything under the sun. Yeah. So, first of all, for anyone that went to the protests, how did you find it? How did you feel being amongst your fellow nurses? So a lot of really interesting signage, quite mm-hmm. some funny one, quite some tongue-in-cheek humour. Um, but you know everybody with the same goal the same intention is we deserve more we deserve to be respected and clearly you know this is a government that doesn't respect us Um, so I think one thing that me and Gigi were talking about is the lack of media coverage where was the same vim that was there for the Black Lives Matter protest for nurses where was it I just don't, I just don't, I don't understand it. I mean, it's such a big issue and you say you value the workforce so much, but when they come out to do something for themselves, nobody wants to cover the story. It wasn't really anywhere. Let's be honest, the only time I saw it was on like the NHS Instagram page and my friends and acquaintances and colleagues who went themselves going protest. There was no coverage about it. If there was, then maybe we're wrong, but can't see much about it. Let's put it this way: they can, they can put COVID on the news every day. They have updates every day about that. They have adverts that that talk about um, all the different things that you want adverts for. So yeah. why is it that you can't have anything to do with what's going on with nurses? Why? You know that to me is an issue. Like that's weird. Why can't why can't our problems be in the spotlight? Why have to, they have to be hush hush and pushed down? Boy, they just want they want to silence us and have us work as we do. And I'm sorry. I think, like you said, 2020 is the year of protest and making your voice heard. We're tired. Like as a collective and as a profession, we are tired. Look how much people depend on us and how much they need nurses to survive in pretty much everything. Look yeah. at how many nurses we lost during corona. Well, not that we're, mm-hmm. we're still going through it, guys. Let's not forget that. But I think the issue is as well is if the government doesn't respect nurses, if the media doesn't show nurses fighting for their rights, Who else then will? society can't respect them because you find that, I don't know if you've experienced it, but you've come across patients or people making statements like you do this for the money or you don't care or issues, issues where it, you know, we don't want to do this. We, we want to be in charge of our, of our child and we don't want to listen to these people and listen to that person. The media makes and breaks how society perceives people. Mm-hmm. And when the media don't show attention to things like that, People's perception of nurses just drops. We're no longer yeah. that important anymore. And that's honestly how I feel about it. Like, we're just not to them. I strongly believe, as much as I, just, I detest clapping for the NHS, once the clap stops, people stop caring. People weren't, what, people weren't caring about the scenes people were seeing or the traumatic situations these nurses and other healthcare professionals have been thrown into. Mm. It's just gone back to, you know, 
daily television, shops are open, things are open, let's resume normal life. And I guess that is society. This is, we have a, self, a selfishness of yeah. I'm okay, I'm fine. And also, it also kind of brings it back and reflects the fact that we've been doing this job before all this stuff came about. And I think only now was it brought into the limelight. But I think this is the time for there to be more exposure of what's going on yeah. with the profession and what people do and why people want the pay rise. But then in the same breath, it's frustrating that it has to be explained so much why the pay rise is deserved. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, why? I'm not disputing my teachers out there. I teach in my family, like, I think it's a great profession, etc., etc. Why should teachers, consultants, dentists, whoever else was on that list of people, a pay rise, but, you know, any nurses, don't get anything at all? Mm. Don't get me wrong, we have all worked together during this pandemic. However, let's not lie, nurses have been, at, nurses and other healthcare professionals have been at the front line of this. The actual front line. And what do we have to show for it? A few claps. What am I going to pay with with them claps? And this is, I'm not saying this about the claps. I'm saying, like, this is how we're going to be remembered. Everyone else gets a pay increase and we get claps. That alone shows you how much people truly care about nursing. Just expect us to always be there. I see it as, you know, you've got that family member or that friend. Like, people don't really care about, but that person's always attentive or attend everything. Be there, but the rest of the family doesn't look doesn't look at them at all. The moment they're gone, when they're going to remember. Same way for nurses. The moment we become privatized, whenever that will be, if Boris has his way, people will forget about us. They'll just think it's some we're a team that has to be there, and will continue to be there. It's just a shame that let's be honest. That's what we're going to be. We're going to be that random cousin. Attends everything that no one cares about. Mm. Yeah, our sister networks, like everyone else, it's all the full glory. Yeah. Again, we didn't come into nursing for the money. We came into it because, you know, we like to help. We should be. But I I also think that, yes, and I think every nurse will say that. And I I kind of, now it's starting to almost get a bit old because, like, why do we have to say that? We are professionals like doctors are. We also study hard like they do. Maybe they don't do, we don't do as long study as them, but we still study very hard. And when you're in your profession, when you're in your profession, you do courses, you go to different areas, you better yourself so that you can be the best practitioner you can be. Surely that requires some kind of monetary reward. And I'm sorry if that sounds like that, but yeah, it does. Because you're not a slave, you're a professional. This is not vol- it's not voluntary, it's a job. And in every other job, you would be getting pay rises. The more, the mm-hmm. more experience you have, the more yeah. courses you've got, the more things you've done, they'd be paying you because of what you can offer them. But because society has sent the benchmark for nurses to be at a certain point and no higher or lower... That's how society deems everyone. Oh, we can't complain. You should be happy with what you get. This is a job that you chose to do. It's always, it's, there's always things added to it and it's never just taken as it's a really good job. Yeah. Therefore, they should be paid well. And I think the reason why it's so important to keep pushing is because other, other um, countries pay nurses as well. Have you ever looked at how much nurses in the, in the States get? Nurses in the UAE? Nurses in Sweden and Finland. Yeah. So it's possible. We're just, we're just in a society where they don't feel like we're important. And I think, sadly, until somebody recognises that, yes, these are valuable professionals in their own right, they, us, we all need to keep talking about it. We all need to keep having this conversation. It can't stop. Yeah. But that again brings me to the NMC, that the Nursing Midwifery Council. I don't understand them. Sorry, and I would love to have one of them have somebody from there on this on this podcast to ask them, "What do you guys do in, in that office? What what's your role?" Yeah. 
because we pay you every year, we revalidate, but you don't ever come out and say this is wrong, this is this is bad. We need we support nurses. So then I don't understand. Boy. I don't even know what to say. I'm actually just lost for words. Let's just I hope mean, and pray that these things change. You know, it's going to take a long time. We can only hope that people begin to see us and see our worth. Yeah. As much as possible. Definitely. Because I find like, you know, people are just going to continue to utilise it, make it worth their world to themselves. But not mm. about the rest of us and you know how we do it. I can honestly say, like, I love my job. I love being a nurse. And don't do it for the money, but I want to be paid correctly. I want to be paid rightly. But yeah, I just I think for me, I should be paid for the skill that I have and the knowledge that I have, like yeah. every other job being paid. Why is it that all others are equal, but some are more equal than others? No. Make it make sense. Stop being silly. Simple as that. Because you'll find that if you respect the profession, more people want to be in it. Boy. You won't be having to to entice people to come. You won't be having to do all these fancy things and do all these campaigns because all over Facebook is all I see. Come and do nursing. Come and enroll this year. Come and do this. Come and do that. If you treat nurses with respect and treat them like professionals that they are, then you'll find that people will gravitate towards the profession and will make it great. Time. This is another this is another subject that can go on for ages. But no, guys, we want to hear from you. How are you feeling about it? Engage with us, obviously, on our socials, on our on our socials, or whether it's our email address or even the Facebook page. Hit us up and let us mm-hmm. know how you're feeling about this because it's not just me and Diane in this. It's all of us. Black, white, Asian, red, purple, green, yellow, brown. It's all of us. We are one team fighting for the same cause. We want to work in a safe, happy environment. It pays you well. Mm. So why don't we embrace it and make it that? What would be your two things you want people to take away from today's episode? Um, that you should... Hold yourself to high standards. Yeah. Not just as a professional, but as a human being. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to stand up for what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And if you feel it's going to affect your position or your place in your team, then go to your union. If you feel you can't go to your manager, that's what mm-hmm. I would say. Um, in terms of my takeaway in terms of the protest and stuff is that we should never stop fighting. Yeah. It's something that we deserve and it's our right to want it and we can have it. It's possible. Mm-hmm. And I think probably one of the reasons why we do have the podcast is to be a voice, to give people the real insight into what nurses actually think yeah. and to kind of destroy the preconceived idea of what nurses are and what they do. Yeah. We're very far from what we started from when nursing first began. Yeah. And in the next 100 years, it's going to evolve to another level. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, a bit more than two takeaway points. But, yeah, you get my drift. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. My main two takeaway points is, one, about whistleblowing. If you feel comfortable and, you know, it's something you're passionate about and you feel safe to do it, do it. But do it knowing that you're fighting for a bigger cause and you're doing it to achieve something. And it's never meant to be malicious intent. Also think yeah. about the safety of your patients and your own and your own colleagues and service yeah. users and clients, whoever. Not just within like the nursing profession. I think across the board, whether you're a teacher 
whether you're a cook or like whatever, even a domestic, you want to think about your own clients, and your own colleagues. And if things aren't right, don't stand there and watch because then you become a part of the problem. Yeah. Make a stand, say it loud, say it proud. Amen. Stick to it. And I think my second point, takeaway, like you said, with the protests, we can't stand down. We deserve what's right. We do, as I always say, we do an extraordinary job in a very ordinary world. Why should we be made to feel ordinary when we're not? Exactly. Look at all the different avenues there is of nursing and the type of shifts we work, whether it's nine to five, shift work, whatever. Normal everyday people can't do it. It takes a special person to do it. And that is you. So why should you settle for less? You've worked hard to get to where you are. It's not the time to crumble and fall. Definitely not. That's my two points. I just hope that even if it even if it doesn't reach anyone, I hope it touches, you know, even someone. Yeah. And gives them that bit of advice. And it could be that little push for them to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Here we have a third topic. I feel like the topics we've spoken about today are very in depth and we could probably speak about speak about them forever. Yeah. I think they're quite juicy and lead to a lot of things. Yeah, I feel like I can't lie, like I'm falling asleep, which is and Sarah would say this, but I really am. <laughs> I not, not not because I don't love the, the podcast, guys. I'm loving what I'm doing here. I think I'm boring Diane, guys. If anyone wants to my, take my I'm place. Li- I'm, literally, <laughs> I'm, li- I'm literally like, I'm trying so hard to... Th- you know what? It's the heat. The heat is very hot today, guys. It really is. Like Diane said, honestly, I've known Diane for ages. This girl does not sleep. No. I know. It's to so sleep. Bad. It's so Amazing. bad. <laughs> but no, on that note, we... Let Diane go and sleep, guys. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm so sorry. It just came out. <laughs> no, guys, at the end of the day, guys, we're nurses. This is what, this is what happens. This is what we do. Obviously, and this is the, and, and this is the point of this. The, it's the real. Like, we can't even dress this one up. It is what it no. is. And I can't lie. This I'm literally sitting in darkness, sweating. If I put oh, the fan on, you guys won't be able to hear me. This is why I keep saying I need, I really want to buy an aircon. You know you're thinking it's gonna this heat here is gonna finish at the end of the week. Boy, let's hope so. Well, we, say, we, say, we say that, but you know this this it was supposed to end last week, week, and look where we are now. I'm telling you. Okay, oh boy. But no. So guys, on that note, we're going to run away so Diane can sleep. Just yeah, very hard. mini mini power nap, mini one. Girl, you might as well go to bed. It's like eight. I can't. It's too early. If you have a mini nap, what time are you going to wake up? Ten? This is the problem. If I start now, I'll be up at four. I can sleep solid and not move, but it's the sweat that will just finish me. Oh, boy. I'm not looking forward to that tonight. No, guys. Then, during this time, I really hope you're really drinking water and staying hydrated because this heat out here will kill someone. Look after yourselves, your family, your patients, your whoever, but, and don't come and die for this heat. It's not worth it. As in, and as Gigi always says, you can contact us on our socials, DD Lutz for me, Jelly Bean with two, I want to say it's three L's. I actually don't know. I think it's three L's and two A's. Yep, Jelly Bean for um, Gigi. We say this every week. But now that I've come to the end of my job, I have a lot of time to dedicate to this lovely podcast. So there's going to be stuff coming out yes. and we're going to release it. So just keep your eyes on the Instagram. Yes. Please connect with us on our, social, on our Instagram page, the Nursing Handover podcast. We're going to have lots of tips, tricks. Engage with us, please, guys. Like, we're new to this. We're trying. We're trying. We're here for you. We're here for the people. <laughs> definitely and I think just before we go 
Mm-hmm. This is something I haven't told you, I haven't told Gigi, but I wanted to shout out what a follower who got in contact. Who Gigi? I think I told I talked to you about this about this particular person. But I want to shout out the paramedic man. He is on Instagram, um, doing amazing stuff. He's been following us, listening quite avidly, and hopefully at some time in the future we will have him on. So just shout out the paramedic Merce Merce because he's a man guys <laughs> I love it absolutely love it no, but guys check him out check all of the so many different nursing forums like honestly there's so many get them all out we're a community that's here for each other so that's up guys we can be friends <laughs> love it no, guys, so guys yes you can never have too many nurse friends Oh no, not at all, because you never know when you're going to need them. They're going to be your homies. Mm-hmm. So guys, on that note, we are going to run away. And I really hope that I actually gets to sleep somehow in this heat. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.